My name is Latia Simpson. I'm so glad to be here with you this morning. I see a few familiar faces, but many of the faces here today I've never seen before. So I look forward to getting to know you over the coming weeks, months, and years that we will be together in ministry. I'm so glad to be a part of the Bel Air United Methodist Church family now, and I just can't wait to see what God is about to do. I'm really grateful for the warm welcome that I've already received from so many of you. I've received emails from some, phone calls from others. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. I want to just take a minute to just wave at my family and friends who took a day away from their own homes of worship to come be with us today. I don't expect you to try to come every week, but I do thank you for being here. If you don't mind just standing up real quick and uh, just letting everybody see who you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you for your presence. Um, it really means a great deal. It means so, so, so much. And my husband especially, because he is also a pastor, and so he's going to have to book it across town as soon as we're done. So let us uh, all remember to keep him lifted in prayer, amen, <laughs> as he gets back to Dickinson when we're done. So this morning I'm going to be reading from Psalm 23, a very familiar passage for most of us. I know that it is one of the earliest passages that many of us learn. I'm actually going to be reading from the New International Version. I'll read it here. If you want to read in, along in your Bible, feel free. If you are more enriched when you listen, that's fine as well. Again, we're going to read Psalm 23 in its entirety. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. 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 When I was invited to participate in this sermon series, and I learned that it was cherished, cherished stories for cherished people, I thought long and hard about what scripture, in all of scripture, that made me think most of cherished. I thought about John chapter 1, where we are reminded that we already belong to the Lord, even before we knew it. I was reminded of Matthew chapter 6 that tells us to worry about nothing. I even thought about Genesis when God said he created humankind and he said it was good. I thought about all of those things and then suddenly, Eureka, I realized Psalm 23 because Psalm 23 is the first scripture I learned as a child. And as I've come to know as a chaplain and I engage with so many people, 
about what scriptures are a resource for them, I find that for many people, Psalm 23 was the first scripture that they learned as well. How about you? Anybody out there in the same boat? Thank you. Thank you for responding. I like response. So if I say amen, my hope is that you'll say amen. If I wave my hand, my hope is that you'll wave your hand back. And so if we work together, we'll probably get out of here in the, the usual 17-minute United Methodist <laughs> sermon. <laughs> if we don't participate, though, we might go into overtime. And I know we don't really like overtime. All right. So, so I, I realized Psalm 23 was it for me. And it was it for me because when I was a kid, my mom used to play this game with us, and it was a lot of fun. We pretended it was a game show at home, and it was called Bible Quiz. She would teach us a scripture, and then we would need to learn it over the week, and then by the following week, we should have it memorized, and she would quiz us on it. She would often come back to Psalm 23 because I would be so excited about it that I would get it wrong every time. I would blunder Psalm 23 every single time. Why is that? because I was so excited to get to the yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. I was so excited to get to that part because it was the most dramatic part. It's what scholars call and the, the pinnacle of the scripture. I wanted to get to that part because it gave me power. It gave me strength that even if I was walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I could fear no evil. And as a kid, you know, we have a lot of fears. And even as an adult, we tend to have a lot of fears as well. We don't always talk about them. But when David wrote this text, he was an adult and he was very well acquainted with fear. Many of us are as well, even though we don't like to talk about it. But the good news is that Psalm 23, verse 4, reminds us that we can fear no evil, for thou art with us. Anybody grateful for that? I'm grateful for that this morning, and I'm excited about that this morning. But my mom always had to remind me that I missed something. I would start strong. It was, a new King, it was the King James Version. It was the 80s, you know, so we use the King James Version. And... Um, I would start strong. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. And I would skip verse 3 almost every time. And as I've grown and matured in faith, I've come to realize that it's not just verse 4 or verse 1 and 2 that bring me comfort and help me know that I'm cherished. But even more than that, verse 3, because that's where I find out that he leadeth me on the path of righteousness for his namesake. And no matter what else is going on in my life, whether I'm in a valley or I'm on a mountaintop, there's always a path. And he leadeth us. He leads us, he takes us on the path of righteousness, not for our own names, but for his name, for his namesake, amen? We often rush to the pinnacle moments, to the dramatic moments, to the milestones. If there is a baby, we can't wait to see them walk. 
We can't wait to see them take their first word. We can't wait to see them go, go to kindergarten. We cry when they graduate from high school. Then they go to college, and then they graduate from college, we hope, and then they get a job, we hope, and maybe they start a family if they want to, and we can't wait to see those things, and we get excited about those things. And we forget how sacred it is just to teach them how to use the potty. How important it is to walk with them and talk with them each and every day as we lead them on their path of life, as we model for them what the Lord is doing for us in our own lives. There are the simple things that we brush past, that we rush past, that, past, that we breathe past, just like I did with Psalm chapter 23, verse 3. Some people even climb mountains. It won't be me, but some people do. And we hear about that mountaintop experience. We hear about the times they wanted to give up. But it's very rare that we hear about the mundane, how important it is just to know how to tie a knot properly. That's what keeps them going. In life, sometimes people have to remind us to stop and smell the roses. Sometimes people have to stop and remind us to look at the sunsets or enjoy the AC when it's working. There are times in our lives where we're so excited about the big things that we miss the little things. And this morning, I want to I remind you to remember the small details. Remember the Psalms 23 and 3 because those are the verses, those are the areas that will carry you from day to day. I was thinking about my husband, and I'm so glad he's here to hear this story. Our anniversary was this week. We celebrated 10 years. Amen. Amen. And as excited and delighted as I was, of course, I was nostalgic. I thought back to our wedding day, and I thought back to what was most memorable. And of all of the things that were most memorable, yes, the cake was wonderful, thank you. Yes, the, the, the dress was beautiful. Yes, there were many things that made it remarkable. But what was most remarkable was, was when the sanctuary doors opened and I walked in, my husband-to-be was standing there pouring his heart out and he was weeping. And he wept so intensely. He wept like I had never seen him or anyone else weep ever before in my life. And later, people commented on how they knew that I could trust that I was loved, honored, and cherished because of the outpouring of that, that visual expression that they could see Johnny display at this wedding that we had, this wonderful wedding. And yes, I agree, that statement was as true then as it is now. That was an amazing demonstration of his love. That was an amazing sign of how much he cherished our relationship and what God was doing in us. But even more than that now, as we've been married for 10 years, I can see that I'm cherished when he holds my hand because I'm anxious for nothing. I can see that I'm cherished when maybe I'm not so easy to love when I stick one or two of my feet in my mouth. I can see that I am loved and I am cherished at those times where I'm confused and he helps me find my way 
with the help of the Lord and the help of the Holy Spirit, I know that I am cherished in the day-by-day exercises that we get to participate in every single day, and I'm grateful for that, and I'm grateful for him. And I'm reminded of that as I think about Psalm 23 because I could, I could be really excited, which I was, to get to the 10th anniversary and really excited in 10 years to get to the 20th anniversary. I could be really excited to get to all of these major milestones, all of these pinnacle-type moments. And I could miss out on the day-to-day. I could miss out on the opportunity to tell him thank you. I could miss out on what's happening in our path of righteousness for the Lord's namesake. This morning, as I sit before you, I want to encourage you to continue to remember the day-to-day blessings that we have the opportunity to experience because of the goodness and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to remember that even though David, who wrote this text, he had a lot of valley low moments. We hear about them in Sunday school as children. We hear about them as adults. We hear about how he fought Goliath in the valley of Elah. We sometimes don't realize that he went through that same valley when he was running as a fugitive away from Saul. David was well acquainted with the valley. So it's remarkable that he was able to mention just the path, the path of righteousness, even before he got to the valley. We must always remember that each and every day we have an opportunity to give God glory. Each and every single moment we have an opportunity to experience his love, to know that we are cherished, not just in the really, really good times or the really, really bad times, not just at the mountaintop or in the valley, but every day of our lives so that we can hold on to that truth that surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. And you and I and we together will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen? Amen. Gracious God, we bless your holy name. We thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to be here this day and every opportunity to worship you. I pray, Lord God, that you would bless us to know that you are our shepherd that you do lead us in a path of righteousness for your namesake. And when we need rest, you are able to give it. And when we are in the valley, you are able to give us courage and hope that we should not fear evil, but we should trust that you are near. We thank you, O Lord, that no matter what comes our way, whether we are in the presence of friend or foe, that you fill our cups to overflowing. You provide for us, and we thank you for that. And we thank you, O Lord, that your goodness and your mercy is constantly chasing us down even when we turn the wrong way. We bless your holy name, Lord God, that you have given us the gift of Jesus Christ and hope eternal. And I pray this morning that if there be anyone who wants to come into closer relationship with you, that you would just prick their hearts and let them know that you are waiting with open arms, that your arms opened on the cross were not simply opened because you were being crucified, but that you were choosing to open your arms to embrace us, that we would experience forever and evermore your great grace, love, and mercy. We bless you this day, and we thank you 
that we are cherished. We thank you that this is a cherished church and a cherished people. And we pray that the word that has gone forth this morning has been a blessing to some and that it will produce fruit beyond these walls. In the name of Jesus, amen. Mm -hmm.